Alright, Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode and another week of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. So, <clears throat> what we're going to do today, take a look back at last week while looking forward to this week, and we might even look into what's left of the season. For all intents and purposes, we're in the last month of the season. It, it spills over into April for a couple games, but looking at the Avalanche schedule, something very interesting just glares back at you immediately. And it doesn't take a rocket science to look at. It's the very first thing you notice when you see the th- uh, the, the March schedule. And if you like Avalanche hockey, you will love this. So we'll get into that in a minute. And we're going to do the three stars of last week, not named Nathan, which I know are highly, highly coveted. So like I always say, people seem to be uh, wanting the Locked On Avalanche three stars of the week bestowed upon them more than any other award that can go around in the hockey universe. So it makes complete sense. So this is what we do every Monday and we will throw down three more stars for some avalanche players not named Nathan McKinnon. First things first, how to follow the show on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore avalanche. If you want to follow it on Instagram, just search for Lockdown Avalanche. If you want to send emails, questions, comments, concerns, opinions, if you want to be on the Fandom Friday segment, which seemed to be going over very well, Send me a line over at LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com or get a hold of me through any one of those social media avenues. Last week <clears throat> for the Avalanche, three, three games, three victories, all by the score of three to two. And all three on the road, too. We should throw that in. We can't forget that because three more victories brings the winning streak up to six games. The road winning streak is now up to eight games, and that is something you want heading into this part of the season, heading into the playoffs. Not only do you want to be playing well, you, the, the team, everybody gets hung up on the teams who start the season hot, and that sticks with them throughout the the rest of the season in any sport. In any sport, the team that, that is the hot team that starts, everybody looks at them like, wow, they're really good, and then they... Some, if if they tail off, I'm not saying they all do, if they do, people still hang their hat on how they started the season. And that's not what you have to do. You have to look at really look at the teams who are ending the season, going into the playoffs as the hot team. And then even going into the playoffs, everybody thinks like, well, that team that started off the season hot will kind of rekindle that and they'll get up for the playoffs. It doesn't always happen that way. You want the team that's going into the playoffs riding a hot streak and we got a month to go, but the Avalanche, the way they're playing right now, <clears throat> is is what you want to see. Yeah, you're you're winning, you're stringing wins together, but you're stringing road wins together. And the Avalanche have been good on the road all year, so this is not something that's that's new that they're suddenly winning games on the on the uh, on the road. Now they've been a, one of the best teams in the league on the road. That only helps in the playoffs. Come playoff time. So in this last week, uh, the Buffalo game was was earlier in, in the week, and we covered that. The two we didn't get to 
were, was the Friday game against Carolina and then the Saturday game against Nashville. And when you're going back-to-back, both games on the road, that, that's always a tough thing to do. And the Avalanche played two very good games. Like I said, both of them, all three of them, last week finished as a 3-2 to two, uh, score. And for the the Hurricanes game, Pavel Francouz was just incredible. He gave up those two goals late in the third, back-to-back. They I think they were a minute and a half, maybe even two minutes apart from each other, which tied the game. And it was the first one was just so unjust. It was like, that's the only way that they're going to score on him. Kind of popped up in the air and kind of got behind him, and it had some backspin on it that just kind of took it into the net. And you were still feeling fine knowing, like, that's how they're going to have to beat him. <clears throat> and then, bam, a couple minutes later, same guy, Tuvo, I can't pronounce his name, Tuvo Teravanian. I think that's how you pronounce it. I apologize that I probably butchered that. But he got two in a row, so credit to them. No matter how you score, you score. But how great was it that the Avalanche were the ones getting that late third-period goal to put them on top? It's been happening the other way around all season long. Sam Girard just snuck behind everybody on the other on the other side of the offensive zone. Puck was on the right side, and he just snuck behind everyone. And it was Landeskog who got it to him, and he just he had time, and he just ripped it. <laughs> and that was that was awesome to see. Um, the Nashville game again, very good. Oh wait, I have to back up. Well, maybe I shouldn't because I don't want to spoil the the the, the uh, three stars. So we'll hold off on that because I don't want to talk about him now because he's, yeah. I think everybody knows what I'm talking about if uh, I'm talking about the Carolina game. So we'll hold off on that. For the Predator game, always a very difficult arena to go in and play. <clears throat> and Nashville is back in the game. I think they have a, a wild card, the second wild card right now. Well, after Sunday's games, I don't know if anything has changed. I haven't really looked at the standings, but <clears throat> going into that game, they were second. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to check. They were second in the wild card, uh, and they've been playing a lot better lately. So, and then you're going into their arena. That that's not that's not the easiest place to play. Let's see. They are no. They still have it. Well, they're tied. Wow. They are. They have 72 points, which is tied with the Jets, and the Coyotes, but they have three games in hand against both of those guys. That's, wow, okay. So they still have the wild card right now. They obviously had it going into that Avalanche game. And again, another game where they got up two to nothing. Landis Gog with a really good goal. Martin Kaut, he's been great. He he has u- utilized that time in the AHL to his benefit. Another goal for him, um, and then they gave up one, and then Eric Johnson with the coast-to-coast empty netter for his 300th career point, put it away. Nashville got another one with like a second left, uh, and so it was pretty much over by then. But yeah, two really solid wins. Really, Like I said, three, if you want to include the, the entire week, if we're looking back at the entire week. And, and you are keeping pace. You're keeping pace with St. Louis, which is what you want to do. Right now, you are have two games in hand against the Blues, and you're three points down. 
Blues with 88 points, Colorado with 85. Um, so February is over. Overall, was a very good month, save for the Stadium Series game, which I think everybody thought at the end of the year, when you look back at the Avalanche season, you were going to look at that Stadium Series game as kind of like the the thing that was should should have been the the pinnacle of their season and it completely wasn't but you know moving that aside as much as the debacle as that was the abs had a really good february and we are going to look ahead to march and like i said in the beginning if you like avalanche hockey you will be very very happy and you will find out why here in a second All right, so like I said, we're going to take a look ahead to this week, and we might as well take a look ahead of the month, which pretty much brings us right up to the end of the season. And you load up the schedule for the Avalanche in the month of March, and something jumps out at you right away. And if you like Colorado Avalanche hockey, you do not have to go any more than one day without there being a game. Starting tonight on Monday, the Avalanche play a hockey game every other day until the end of the season or two in a row. <laughs> they, they, they play day off, Anaheim day off, Vancouver day off, and then they play a back-to-back. So Sunday is against the Sharks and the Kings, and then through the rest of the season, they are playing every other day. It's like playoff hockey in the month of March. And that even goes, that bleeds over into April. There's two games in April. It, it continues into that. So on, on March 31st, they're playing uh, Arizona. So March 31st, Arizona, April 1st off, and then another game against Winnipeg, day off, and then the last game of the season, which one we are all circling against St. Louis. So that is a stretch of games. You you are in hockey heaven if you're a spectator watching these games because you don't have to you get one day off, bam, you got a game. From a player standpoint, how taxing is this going to be on the Colorado Avalanche? It's you look at the schedule, it's not there's some some difficult games on there, and, and I think if you looked at the schedule um, at the break, and they did, they, I think a lot of people said the Avalanche did have, percentage-wise, the easiest schedule of the second half. You know, that probably took into account a New York Ranger team that was not playing the way that they are right now. You are playing the Kings again. The Kings are, are a week from today, again, if you're listening to this on Monday. Next Monday, they're playing the Kings in L.A. And like we've said all last week, for some reason, the Kings play them well. You're playing a Nashville team, which is back in the thick of things again. You're playing them twice, actually. So, yeah, I mean, when you're looking at a schedule at this point, you know, a month and a half ago, it could have been the easiest schedule. But things change. A lot of things change. So and and, and this is this is the NHL. Any any game you have is going to be a fight. There's no, with the exception of maybe tonight against the Detroit Red Wings, crossing our fingers, knock on wood. All these games are are winnable either way. 
but man, it, it's, it's a little daunting just looking at this, just saying like, yeah, they don't have two days off in a row for the rest of the season. It is game day off, game day off, right up until the end. And then you do that in the playoffs too. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a stretch. <laughs> and I, I I would say take this game tonight. Um and again, you don't and, and we were poking fun at the Red Wings. Everybody's poking fun at the Red Wings. You, you wanna get this game under your belt in a convincing win, continue this streak. You don't want to lose against the worst team in the league and convincingly the worst team in the league. So get all the points you can against the teams that you're supposed to beat. That's what you should do anyway, but especially for tonight because you are about to start a run uh, that might be taxing on you. And they're saying we should be getting... Some of our hurt players back mid-March is kind of what I'm hearing. And I think Pavel Francouz is going to need... He, he needs Philip Grubauer back. Yeah, we are saying, like, he has he taken that starting role away from Grubauer? I would I would think he's earned that, at least for now. But, yeah, he, he's going to need a break. He can't just... He's, you know, done the back-to-back. And if you're playing like this schedule, every other day you're playing a game, These both of these guys are going to need to be healthy. We're going to need both of them. So, yeah, has, has Pavel Francouz earned this starting role? He is basically doing what Grubauer did last year. After the All-Star game last year, they were going into the All-Star break really struggling. They came out of it really struggling. And then when one kind of like now, really the end of February, beginning of March, then Grubauer really took it over. Francois has taken it over around the same time, even a week earlier. He's doing what Grubauer did last year. He's doing that right now. He's been lights out. And I, I don't think you can really take that away from him. But like I said, at the same time, with all this collection of games that you have, it's really not going to be who's the starter and who's the backup. I don't think you're going to really, you're not really going to be able to tell because these guys are going to be going back and forth. One might get two in a row and then a break for two. And then one guy might get one. I don't, I don't know how Bednar is going to juggle this, but yeah, we, we can't really, we can't really say one is going to be the starter and one's going to back up. Are they going to tag one as the starter? Sure. Should it, should it be Francois? The way he's playing right now, absolutely. But it's really not going to matter because you have a lot of games um, over the course of this month, with one culminating in a final game against St. Louis. And man, I really hope that game has some meaning because the way it's looking is second place is playing. Dallas and the way the avalanche have gone up against Dallas this year hasn't always been the best. So you want that number one, you want that number one team. If you're, if you're two and three, the only thing that matters there is, is home ice advantage because you're going to be playing Dallas. It's looking like that. We have a month to play it out. Everything could change, but as it stands right now, if you're in second or third, you're playing each other with Dallas. So you want that number one, uh, you want that number one seed, and that game is in um, Denver. 
It's in Colorado. Man, I hope that game has some some meaning because I said it in the Phantom Friday last week. Going that that moment when they beat St. Louis a few years ago to get back into the playoffs after that disastrous season that we hope Detroit can eclipse. One of the best moments of uh, I've seen in Colorado Avalanche history. So, is it going to have that much emotion? It probably will if the game is obviously meaningful. It meant more then because. The year after that horrible season to do it in that fashion to eliminate St. Louis, by the way, because it was winner take all or winner get into the playoffs anyway, in terms of winner take all. But now this year it might be fighting for first place. We'll see. We, we are almost there. We are approaching the end of the regular season. And then the greatest postseason in sports takes over from there. But until we get there, like I said, If you like avalanche hockey, you don't got to go any more than one day without it from here on out. The zone now Soros making his way to the Nashville bench for the extra attacker. Action it all the way down the ice and score! What a play by Eric Johnson. The Condor puts it away with 57 seconds left. And that is where we are going to start our three stars of last week. Eric Johnson, not known for the the scoring ability. He kind of, you know, he's a defender and he focuses on the defense. Only 13 points on the season. Two goals and 11 assists. Dude's on a two-game point streak, and that's big for him. He had an assist against Carolina, a goal, and an assist against Nashville. That empty netter that you just heard the call on, uh, End-to-end empty netter to really put it away against Nashville was also his 300th point of his career. So, And I read somewhere that he is the first defender from his draft, which was in 2006, to get to 300 points. So um, as, as much as a, a offensive juggernaut he is not, uh, yeah, 300 points is a, is a big achievement. For, for a defender, and really, no matter who you are, once you get to that level, that's that's a, a good moment. So, I have to, and I don't think Eric Johnson has ever made our three star list. So, congratulations, you finally made it with the third star 300 points. Good job by the Condor. Second star is going to Vlad Nemetsnikov for the simple fact that he finally, he, well, not finally, he's you know, only played three games for us, but he he nodded, notched his first point in an avalanche uniform and that was was against carolina i believe in an assist so sometimes it's not too easy to come over to a brand new team especially a team that is winning you're coming from that team that is not winning and then coming over to a team that is winning sometimes there'll be a lot of pressure on you because you're the new guy and the abs obviously like we've talked about didn't make a lot of moves so that one move two moves but you know one Two moves with an asterisk. <laughs> the one move that was the meaningful one. Uh, all eyes are on you, and and not even to really be the the saving grace. It's just you're the new guy on a successful team. So uh, I thought he's he's been playing well. I think he's still finding his way. But to get an, uh, an assist in the second game, good for you. You're a second star. And first star has how can it not go? To Tyson Jost. He has, by not trading a guy, and I've mentioned this before, by not trading someone, you throw 
your weight behind them in terms of the team is behind you. And sometimes that's a, that's the boost that every, that that guy needs or whoever is, is kind of on a trading block or thinks they're on a trading block. We all thought he was Joe Sackick led us to believe that he never was. And maybe he is just saying that and being a good GM and, and just saying that, uh, because if you tell him, yeah, he wasn't a trading block, we just couldn't trade him. Then you've just, you've just, you know, made that life a disaster for that guy. But you kind of got to believe Joe Sackick in saying that I don't know where this is coming from. We we've always supported him. We like him on our team and you didn't trade him. And maybe that's what Tyson Jost needed to I've said it before in the show that maybe, maybe that's just what it was to, to, to get that behind you, get the trade deadline behind you. Now, you know, you're going to be on this team the rest of the season. These were the three best games he has played all year. Hands down. Going into the All-Star break, he, he looked like he was maybe on an upswing. Um, and then the month of February was kind of like the usual for him, at least the usual for this year. And those games immediately after the trade deadline is what we were hoping for in Tyson Jost. If he can do that, I mean, game in and game out, anybody to play to the best of their ability at like a Nathan McKinnon level, he he's you know, the one in a million that can do that. But man, if Tyson Jones can put up that effort more often than not, eight games out of 10, we hit his name and trade deadline will never come out of our mouths ever again. But two goals in that game against Carolina, huge goals, had a couple assists as well throughout the week. He has got to be uh, the, the number one star of the week for the Colorado Avalanche, without a doubt. So let's see. But And now we're all watching him. Now we, we are saying to him, we know what you can do. We've seen it. Look at Just go back and watch these three games. We know you can play like this. So now he's got to. Now if, if he can do that, we are in a really, really good spot. So let's see. It'll be exciting. It'll be really exciting to watch him play and keep playing like that because now we'll be even more dominant than we already are. So start tonight against Detroit. That's the team to do it against, right? You can you can get a collection of points, most likely, against the Detroit Red Wings. Everybody can. Everybody everybody should have three points tonight from top to bottom on the roster. Everybody. Everybody should be like plus nine. We'll just set records left and right, hopefully tonight. We go that and we'll probably get shut out, but whatever. Um, that'll be it for today, guys. Gonna start another week. And let's see how long we can keep this streak going. Six-game winning streak, eight-game road winning streak, uh, and just one road game this week. So take a deep breath. March is here, and there's going to be a lot of avalanche hockey. Take it all in. It's going to be it for today, guys. Enjoy the game. We'll see you tomorrow. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.